1 Samuel chapter 1, starting with verse 1. There was a certain man of Ramathaim Zophim, of the hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, son of Elihu, son of Tohu, son of Zuth, and Ephrathite. He had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other, Penaniah. And Penaniah had children, but Hannah had no children. Now this man used to go up year by year from this city of worship and to sacrifice to the Lord of hosts at Shiloh, where the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were priests of the Lord. On the day when Elkanah sacrificed, he would give portions to Penaniah, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he gave a double portion because he loved her, though the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival used to provoke her grievously, to irritate her because the Lord had closed her womb. So it went on year by year. As often as she went up to the house of the Lord, she used to provoke her. Therefore, Hannah wept and would not eat. And Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? And why do you not eat? And why is your heart sad? Am I not more to you than ten sons? And after they had eaten and drunk in Shiloh, Hannah rose. Now, Eli the priest was sitting on the seat beside the doorpost of the temple of the Lord. And she was deeply distressed and prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your servant and remember me and not forget your servant, but will give to your servant a son, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall touch his head. And she continued to pray before the Lord. Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was speaking in her heart, only her lips moved and her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli took her to be a drunken woman. And Eli said to her, how long will you go on being drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered, no, my Lord, I am a woman troubled in spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have been pouring out my soul before the Lord. Do not regard your servant as a worthless woman, for all along I have been speaking out of my great anxiety and vexation. Then Eli answered, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition that you have made to him. And she said, Let your servant find favor in your eyes. Then the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. I love that. They rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord, and they went back to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. And in due time, Hannah conceived, and she bore a son, and she called his name Samuel. For she said, I have asked for him from the Lord. 
The man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and to pay his vow. But Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, As soon as the child is weaned, I will bring him so that he may appear in the presence of the Lord and dwell there forever. Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Do what seems best to you. Wait until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord establish his word. So the woman remained and nursed her son until she weaned him. And when she had weaned him, she took him up with her, along with a three-year-old bull and an ephah of flour and a skin of wine. And she brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. And the child was young. Then they slaughtered the bull and they brought the child to Eli and he said, Oh my Lord, as you live, my Lord, I am the woman who was standing here in your presence praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed and the Lord has granted me my petition that I made to him. Therefore, I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he is lent to the Lord And he worshiped the Lord there. Would you pray with me this morning? Lord, we thank you for this passage, this story. And Father, we see a a woman who has had a, a a very real encounter with God. God, we are truly made for more. We, we are a people who need to have encounters with you. Your desire is that we have encounters with you. And so, Lord, today I pray that we would throw away religion, that we would throw away weakness, and, Lord, we would just look to you, the author and perfecter of our faith. Lord, you invite us today to know you. May we know you as we leave this place. In your most holy name, amen. What a story. Did you guys stay with it? I know it wasn't a TikTok length. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. But for 28 verses, we see a story of a woman who was placed in a bad position in life. And she, she had some, some things that were going on. She, she, had a, she was the favorite wife, which I guess is good. As you're reading through there, you see where her husband, Elkanah, he loved her. He had two wives, but he loved Hannah. But Hannah was not able to have children. And so she goes to the Lord and she prays. How many of you have ever been in a position in life where all you had, all you had in life was to pray? There was no answer. There, there was no, there was no uh, quick fix. All you had in your life was to go to the Lord and pray. And here we see Hannah. I, I can relate to that. There have been times in my own Christian walk where the only thing that could help me was talking to God. And she goes to God, and during this time of prayer that she has, it's many years, I'm sure. We don't get an exact number here, but we know that it went on and on and on, right? She goes before the Lord, and in a terrible time in her life, God answers the prayer. Now, I, I, I talked to this, about this story today because I think it really does, it does a wonderful thing in our lives if we would just stop and think about our own lives. Some of you may be going through a terrible time right now. This past year, we went through a tumultuous time at least, right? But through it all, who is still good? Our God. And Hannah knew that same God that you and I know today. She knew the same God. She, she prayed to him. And it, it's wonderful because not only does God hear her, but God answers her prayer. How many times do we not pray prayers because we just don't want to be let down? 
But here's what I want to tell you guys, that once you begin to know God and you begin to walk with God, your prayers begin to mirror what God is already doing. And guess what? You're going to be able to see prayers answered. Prayer is not a magic phrase that you say that makes God do what you want to do. Prayer is us communing with God. Here we have Hannah. She's in the temple, and she's praying to God, and it's like a, it's a holy moment for her. I mean, so holy that the priest thought she was drunk. She was speaking silently. It says she was speaking from her heart. Many of us in this place today have been in a position in life where it was like, all we could do was pray, and maybe we couldn't even utter the words. We couldn't even get the words out of our mouth, but God hears them nonetheless. And church, if I could encourage you just for a moment this morning, I want you to hear this truth. God hears your prayers. Keep praying. Don't stop. Don't stop praying. Keep praying to God. God is hearing you today. God heard the prayers of Hannah. And what we see here is Hannah's vow for her son was not something that she took lightly. It went on for years. She stayed faithful to talking to God. She stayed faithful to worship of God. It wasn't something she just said, God, I'll, if you give me a kid, I'll do this. And then she went about her business. No, she continued in that thought for a long time long time and God heard her prayers guys what I want you to understand we do live in a day and age where if it's not you know 15 seconds long we can't we can't stay with it if it's not a TikTok, or if it's not you know some little short video then then people won't stay with it but here's what I want to tell you something that's what society is teaching you but what God is teaching you is to stay with him continually stay with him continually I see a lot of young people in here, and I gotta, I gotta encourage you: get into the Word of God, and don't base your attention on what TikTok throws at you. <laughs> you guys are, you're like, you're saying TikTok a lot this morning. I don't even have a TikTok. I'm, you know. Here's what I want you to understand: you need to be in the Word of God. Here in a couple weeks, we'll be in KBA. Which, by the way, if you're, if you're going to Spring Explosion, I, I want to ask adults and kids alike, everybody that's interested in going to this, it's a one-day event. I would like you just to hang out here a little bit afterwards. We need to get some logistics done. Um, well, we do need some adults to drive vans and things like that. So if anybody that's available, I, I just invite you to come and, 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 and uh, just hang out here for a little bit afterwards. But, but our theme for the week is burn the ships, and we're going to be talking about, you know, committing to God. What the church needs today is not a bunch of more relevant people. What it needs is people who are committed to Jesus. Hannah was committed to her God 100%, and she prays through all of this. And her vow, again, it wasn't taken lightly. So she's going through this problem. She had a problem in conceiving, but that problem led her to leaning on Jesus upon her God. It led her to, to, to leaning on the one true God. What, what are you going through today that's tough? Everybody has something. You're dealing with people. You're dealing with sin. You're dealing with addiction. You're dealing with, with other problems in this life. Here's what I want you to encourage you to do. Lean on, on Christ today. Be a Hannah. You know, show up daily and talk to him. Make it a continual thing. Be, be continually talking to God. Hannah continued to that, and God heard her cries. 
God heard exactly what she was praying for. And then the cool thing is the very last verse we read where it says, and he worshiped the Lord there. The only thing, when I'm reading that verse, it's talking about her son. Her son worshiped there. You want to talk about a God who answers prayers in ways we can't even imagine? God did it in Hannah's life, and God does it in ours too. But we need to be committed to him. God took a woman who couldn't even pray out loud, and we get into chapter 2. He takes a woman who couldn't pray out loud, and now she's praying out loud, and it's written down. And here we're able to read Hannah's prayer today. Being in the will of God has a way of making the quiet ones proclaim the gospel. How many of you want to tell people about Jesus? Raise your hand. How many believers in here? All right, we got a couple, right? Some of y'all don't, okay. Oh, I got the shot this week. My arm's sore. I want you to think about this for a moment. We are commanded to proclaim the gospel, aren't we? And I think every, every believer wants to. I think, I think we think about it. We hear the preacher talk about it. We, we see videos of, of missionaries in America and around the world who are proclaiming the gospel. And we think, man, I want to do that. How do we get there? The way we get there is by committing to our God. Being a Hannah. Being someone who prays. God took her silent prayers. And now she, in chapter 2, we see her verbal, out loud prayer. Her testimony. And it's wonderful because we're still glorying in what God did in Hannah's life all those years ago. Look at chapter 2. I love this. Ten verses. Can you stay with me for ten verses? I told you this isn't a TikTok sermon. First Samuel chapter 2, verse 1. It says, And Hannah prayed, and she said, My heart exalts in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth derides my enemies, because I rejoice in your salvation. There is none holy like the Lord, for there is none beside you. There is no rock like our God. Talk no more so very proudly. Let not arrogance come from your mouth, for the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty are broken, but the feeble bind on strength. Those who were full have hired themselves out for bread, but those who were hungry have ceased to hunger. The barren has borne seven, but she who has many children is forlorn. The Lord kills and brings to life. He brings down to Sheol and raises up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich, for he brings low and he exalts. He raises up the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them set with princes and inherit a seat of honor. For the pillars of the Lord of the earth are the Lord's, and on them he has set the world. He will guard the feet of his faithful ones, but the wicked shall be cut off in darkness for not by might shall a man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Against them he will thunder in heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Church, I want you to think about her prayer for a moment. Maybe go home and just read over it again. Maybe go home and just read it as a prayer in your mind. Make the people in your family think you're drunk. If you have to pray it in your heart, go home and just read through this prayer. Because this prayer talks about who our God is, doesn't it? I, I like the line where it says that, that the earth is set up on the pedestals of God. 
That in, in, in other words, God owns this world. God is in control of everything. And if we can truly understand that God is in control of everything, then we can understand today that we can do anything. It really gives us a new picture of the Philippians 4.13, right? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What does that mean? Well, it means our God is all-powerful. If we're a Hannah and we're praying and we're communing with God, then we're able to do a whole lot because God can do everything. Church, are you relying on God today? Are you, are you looking to Him as the man? <laughs> are you looking to Him as the priority in your life? Hannah did. And even in that dark time, it's, it's interesting how dark times bring you closer to God. Hard times will bring you closer if you do it right. I know this past year, like, my own prayer life blew up. I became a pastor who, who was preaching to a, a full church, to a pastor who was preaching to a can. And in those times, I found myself just communing with God. I think through that time, it, it grew me as a, as a Christian, for you, I hope it was the same, but that's the point, is this world is broken, this world is hard, it's going to be difficult, but our God is good, our God is all-powerful. I wanted to go over, just in closing this morning, some, some theological stuff. The, the first thing I wanted to look at this morning is that God is holy. Everybody say holy. My brother sang that song this morning, it always makes me cry, Josh. God is Holy. What does that mean? God is set apart from everything else in this world. God is not just like everything else. I was listening to Adrian Rogers this morning. He was talking about how Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Such a simple sermon, right? Everybody here knows that verse. You know that thought. But he says, you know, the thing is, is that God is all of those things. And if we ever try to say that there are many ways to God, guess what? We're calling Jesus a liar. He is holy. He is the only way. He is holy. So we need to regard our relationship with God in that same way. God is holy. Hannah saw a holy God. She experienced a holy God. She knew that God was righteous in all of his ways. She, she says in that prayer that there's no one holy like the Lord. There is no one beside you. Church, we have to fall in love with God. Don't you agree? His, and what, what do you mean by that, Daniel? You need to fall in love with God. Here's what, here's what it means. You need to be like Joseph who had every opportunity to sleep with his boss's wife, but he didn't do it. And the reason is because he didn't want to offend his God. It wasn't because she wasn't a looker. It wasn't because maybe he didn't want to. He didn't do it because, guess what? He didn't want to offend God. That's looking at God as holy. There's no one like him. There's no peace in this life like him. The second thing I want to look at is God is all-powerful. Do you need a powerful God today? I'll tell you what I do. There's a lot of stuff in this world. I'm just like, are you kidding me? How do we get through that? But God is all powerful. He's the most powerful being. There's none other like him. He's holy. He's all powerful. The, the third one, God is all knowing. How many of y'all need to know something today? Yeah? I think about uh, some of the, the deep theological stuff that we get into sometimes and we try to understand, you know, the the providence of God. We need to understand this, that, and the other. Some of it we're not going to be able to understand here, but one of these days we will because God knows. And when we're in glory, we're going to understand a whole lot of stuff that we just won't ever understand here on earth. 
But God is holy. God is all-powerful. God is all-knowing. And I like the last one. God is just. Let's leave, those, let's leave those lines up there. But God is just. When you think about this for a moment, church, I, I want you to understand that there, there's no one like God. He's, he's perfect in his knowledge. He's perfect in his holiness. He's perfect in his justice. Hannah says, by him, deeds are weighed. We talk about justice in this world. There is no justice in this world. But in God, there is justice. You know why? Let's go back to the previous slide. Why, why, is there, why is there not justice in this world? Because this world is broken. But I want to tell you all a secret today. Everybody listening? God is not broken. Back in the 60s and 70s, what was the mantra of everyone? God is what? You guys remember? He's dead. You guys remember that? God is dead. It was the, the rise of science and and social justice and all of this. Church, what I want to tell you today, that as the church of God, we don't need a social justice gospel. We just need the gospel of Jesus Christ. So many in this world today, they want to be modern. They want to be woke. They want to be all of these things. But here's what we need to understand today. We need more Christ in our life. We, need, we just need to do what Jesus told us to do. Proclaim the gospel. You don't need a critical race theory in order to, to tell more people about Jesus. What you need is the gospel. We don't need a political party to, to do what God's calling us to. We need the gospel. Everybody hear that this morning? It's that simple. Somewhere along the way, we've lost it. And I can't help but think for a moment this morning that the reason that the church has lost its way in the world today is because we're not like Hannah. We're not going before the Lord and just praying, even though it's not making sense at the moment. We're, we're more concerned with what people think about us. Hannah didn't care that the priest thought she was drunk. She's like, whatever, I'm talking to God. You can think what you want, but I'm talking to God. I think the interesting thing is that when the priest saw that, he was like, oh, okay, sorry. I apologize. But the interesting thing that happened to the priest is through Hannah's prayer, the priest began to pray for her too. The priest agreed in that prayer. What I think we find in the church today is that we've become a people of prayer. The people around us are going to be starting to pray too. I think we're a prayer, prayerful church. I think we do pray. But I think we could do better too. I think we could be more intent with our prayers. I guess the question I have for us today is, if we know God is all-powerful, that he's holy, that he's all-knowing, that he's just, why don't we talk to him? Is that a fair question for us this morning? Because most of our prayers, we may pray, but they're really short. Oh, God, help me today. Oh, God, help me on this test. Oh, God, help me through the work day. And that's like your prayer. Hannah's prayer was not, oh. In chapter 2, we see like a detailed vision of her prayer, a detailed page of her prayer. And she says, this is my God. This is who I talk to. And the end of the story is God answered her prayer and her son worshiped the Lord. I, I, I guess I'm just being a dad. This really kind of speaks to me a lot because I have three kids. My prayer for them is that they'd always know Christ. 
But I can't just tell them that, right? I can just tell them you need to know Jesus because we're Baptists. That's what you do. I think the thing I need to be doing is living it in front of them as well. My, my prayer life needs to be in front of them. My, my, my advancement of the gospel that God has called me to needs to be in front of them. So much, so much of the world today is all about, well, you just stay in your lane and you don't offend anyone. Now, what the church needs to do, we need to be out there offending everyone we can see. And I don't mean being rude. I mean telling them the truth of who Jesus is. Because if we don't, we're honestly, we're just saying that Jesus is a liar. That maybe there are many ways. In a world where you have all kinds of, you know, we got this whole gender identity thing and binary and non-binary. And I get confused every time I read these articles. Like, wait, they're trans, what does that mean? And you get confused and all that. It's just a confusing thing for us today. But isn't that what the devil does? He confuses us. And what we see today, we see an assault on common sense. We see an assault on common sense. They're saying now that, well, if you're, if you're wanting to get like a passport or something, you don't have to check male or female. You can just write X. People used to write X when they didn't know their name or how to write. I don't think that's by happenstance. I think what we see today, we see a lot of people who are confused. And I don't pick on them. I'm not degrading them. Don't, don't say today, well, Daniel's a bigot because he's not open-minded to the things of the world. Here's what I want you to understand. In the beginning, God created male and female. God created them. It's not up to me to redefine scripture or redefine sex or redefine gender. It's already been defined by the creator God. And if I ever... If I ever just say, well, maybe, you know, it's 2020, maybe I just need to say this. What I'm doing is I'm calling my God a liar. That his words are not true and just. That he is not holy. That he is not powerful. He's not all-knowing. He's not just. No, God is all of these things. And so as, as I become a believer in Jesus Christ and as I grow in him, I have, to, I have to hold my eyes to him daily. I need to be like Hannah. And look to him and not to what the world's saying. To look to him and not what TikTok is saying or what Instagram is saying, or what Facebook is saying, or what Twitter's saying. Anybody use Twitter anymore? I do. Anybody? I'm old. But the thing is, is, all these things that are in the world today, you've got to understand that God has to be number one in your life. Because he alone's holy. He alone's all-powerful. He alone is all-knowing. He alone is, is just. There is none, none other like him. I want to have that love for God like Hannah had. God, there's no one like you. There's no one like you, God. As we wrap this up, guys, I want you to see. I want you to see what, what God can do for you. If you'll just stop and understand that, that God wants and he desires that you have a, a close relationship with him. God wants that. If there's sin in your life and that's maybe pushing you back from getting close to God because you're feeling guilty, get closer to God. The wonderful thing about sin in our lives is that God will wipe it away. The wonderful thing about God is that he is a redeemer God. Everybody say amen. God is a redeemer God. He redeems us. So it begs the question again, why don't we talk to God? Why don't we be like Hannah? Well, we know that he can wipe away the sin. We know that he has the information we need. We know that he's all powerful. Why don't we turn to him? Church, the world needs a church who's fully in love with Jesus. 
We truly need to burn the ships and just follow Jesus wherever we go. Quit going back to the old stuff. Quit being like a dog who returns to his vomit. But be someone who turns to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We're made for more. This church here, we, we have so much potential. And we do a lot of good stuff. And we're, we're doing a lot of good things. But don't you think God can do more through us? So as we're here today, I, I want us to, to be thinking about that. And I want to say a prayer and our musicians come forward. I, I want you just to bow your heads. Would you pray with me? Lord, I thank you for this day. Thank you for the story of Hannah. I thank you for a woman who continued to pray through the darkest of times in her life. Lord, it's even more than that. She, she weaned her child and then gave him away to your service. What, what dedication to you. She, she didn't take that vow lightly. Lord, would you forgive us for taking our vows to you so lightly. Lord, help us to, to work out our, our salvation with fear and trembling. The gift you've given us of salvation is priceless. Lord, would you lead us from this place on fire for you? Lord, would you lead us with a, a clear definition of what you would have us do? Lord, would, would you allow us to, to have this opened eye moment where we see that you are you are so good. And we trust you through any storm. God, I pray for those who may not know you that are here this morning or they're hearing this later. God, I, I pray that you would just speak to their heart. Lord, you are truly the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through Christ. Lord, I thank you for getting us through this year. Lots of prayer, lots of times, Lord, we just didn't know how it was going to work out. But Lord, sure as the sun comes up, here we are worshiping you at First Baptist in Porham. I thank you for that. Lord, I thank you that, that we're able to do ministry. I, I thank you that the finances are good. I thank you that the numbers are here. But Lord, would you draw us to being more dedicated to you, Father, to to be working on our friends and family, to, to get them here. Father, we, we get to worship on Easter Sunday as a body of Christ. That's great for us, but Lord, may we be intent on bringing people with us. And not for numbers, but that they may not perish in eternal hell. Father, would you light a fire under our seats that we would get out of here? And Lord, we would be concerned about those who don't know you. Quit saying that we, that we don't want anyone to go to hell. Lord, you don't want anyone to go to hell. But Father, we need to be out there and working for you. And that comes through knowing you. Through having a deep love for you. Lord, may that be the cry of our hearts today. In your most holy name, amen. Thank you.